Hello, I'm Alice Murray, editor of The Drawdown. And today I'm joined by George Ralph from RFA. Hi, welcome, thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Um, and today we're gonna to be discussing data and the various ways in which private equity can apply it. Um, so while the industry is well aware of the advantages that data applications can bring, whether that's in deal doing, portfolio monitoring, fundraising or operations, the highly nuanced nature of the industry means that it's more challenging to apply generic software and technology seen in adjacent industries. So George, how much does that statement ring true when you're working with clients? Have you been able to provide a generic solution when it comes to data systems or are you always working on a bespoke basis? I think it varies depending on the type of fund. Uh, the focus of the business uh, budgets obviously come into it and also the I, I suppose the desire to move forward with technology everyone is so reliant on Excel uh, and the capabilities of it because it's what they know I think it was the first fintech tool in 1984 or something <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, I think people when people realize that you know, data warehousing and, and the management of data is really there to help them optimize internal processes and help them improve deal decisions, which is going to result ultimately in increased margins. Um, and I think once they start using it and they realize how easy it is to manipulate the data once the tool's built, um, we'll see more people probably moving towards, uh, you know, a, a platform whether it's generic or not, or whether it's a collection of tools, that's, that's still to be determined. Mm -hmm. I, I think the bespoke nature of it really comes down to the initial development discussions. You know, a lot of people won't necessarily want to throw lots of money out at the beginning because the other side of it is unknown. Mm -hmm. so the bespoke bit is when you're sort of adding smaller tools and processes at the beginning um, while they're still running their own, own systems. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, it, it does require specialist staffing, obviously. It's, it's still a new area for, for lots of firms, whether it's private equity or not. And I think, you know, a lot of the, the heads of operations or in smaller firms, the CFO type role, they have to have a particular mindset in order to start the process off. Mm. And, 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 and that is so much what's kind of at stake here, or the, the kind of crux of it all, right? If we talk about um, firms almost going on a, on a data journey when they start looking at this, um, mm. and as you say, kind of starting off small, taking small chunks, is that, does that kind of speak to um, a need to kind of still convince people of the, the, the tools on offer and, and the power of data? and you know, getting that kind of change in behaviour. Yes. And I think, you know, if I, if I play on my experience here, which is what I'm going to do with most of these questions, because it means I know, <laughs> um, it, it's very much about collaboration. Um, and obviously, as a firm that provides data management services and you know custom development of ETLs to transport the data and works with numerous companies because we've been doing it for a while even though for some reason we've not really publicized it very well um, I think it's very much about how 
integrated your technology partner is in your business as a private equity firm as to how much strategic conversations you have. I think it's very much about the mindset, as I was saying, of the people running the firm operationally to get into it. Um, and I think it's about how they look at their future of the funds themselves and new funds that are coming up. I mean, you know, to, to, to do an effective data strategy implementation, most of the successful firms are starting off by leveraging a partner, right? And it's normally a partner that they're already engaged with. So, you know, our clients with us, mm -hmm. it may be that they're coming to us with a particular challenge. You know, they want to automate their due diligence processes or something like that. That in itself is then a development on top of what they're doing. That then leads into a conversation and we then look at their existing staffing to see who's got experience, you know, whether people are working with things like deal cloud, the deal processes, whether they're working with external consultants in other areas of the business who might have the experience. Mm -hmm. And so really, I think the initial build of this and the decision making that's going to put them into to, to doing it and using proper data management systems is really about the people. Mm -hmm. um, it's very, very rarely about the technology that they've already got. Mm-hmm. And what what what's typically kind of sparking that event? That what's you know what would make a firm or make that person um, start thinking about their strategy and and their applications? Is it normally linked to a fundraise or preparing for a fundraise? There's a number of things. So it's either a new fund mm -hmm. that's come in and because it's a new fund that's relatively large or they think it's going to be large, they bring in a new team. And, and because it's a new team, it may be that the person who's coming in to run the fund has experience from a larger firm, potentially, who already has a data management solution. Right? That's the obvious one. Mm -hmm. um, I think the other thing is they've just got too many manual processes and too many spreadsheets, mm -hmm. and they're starting to get a little bit lost. And the general feeling of the firm is that gosh, we're going to launch a seventh fund, for example. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we do this as well, on top of the data we're already trying to manage manually, it's going to be too much. We, we need to try and centralise with filtered dashboards per fund or segregation of data per fund, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think those are the two main drivers. I think operational efficiency is, is the biggest part of it, essentially. I don't think people go into it necessarily on the immediate thinking that they're going to generate more revenue uh, or bigger margins because they've got better insight into the data. I think it's all about automation and, and creating operational efficiency at the beginning. And, but on that, you know, is that, are we starting to see cases where, you know, can we see tangible gains if someone, you know, has gotten ahead of this and done it really well and has gotten the team engaged and aligned does it come full circle does it you know can it then create um better performance maybe even better returns or is that too soon to be asking that i think i think better performance leads into better returns anyway mm -hmm. so the two are very intertwined but i think it it definitely has an impact on performance i mean if you're able to look at your own performance in more in depth because you're able to analyze the data historically better 
rather than just looking at, I don't know, six months to now instead of five years to now, for example, in a quick referenceable manner, you're always going to perform better because you're getting better insight into what you should be doing based on historical track, I suppose. Um, I think for newer firms, probably less of an impact because they don't have as much data. Mm. Yeah, and they're kind of operating within new systems without kind of legacy, um, legacy processes and ways of doing things. Yes. I'm going to get that immediate, yeah. Thank you very much, George. I'm really looking forward to picking this up in our next instalment. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you.